Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Pundit is the football trivia game, ideal for the football head in your life. Every sale of Pundit using the code LIONS at checkout earns you a 10% discount plus a donation for the Lions Food Hub. Visit punditgames.co.uk to order your copy or visit at punditgames on Twitter. You're listening to Achtung Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin, except no subject. Hello dear listeners, welcome to Something for the Weekend with myself, Nick Hart, and my co-pilot, and he's back, back from the uh, uh, bit of bout of illness last week, it's Mr Neil Fissler, how are you doing Neil? Yeah, well the good news is, and the bad news for everyone else, I survived food poisoning, so... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that you know it's funny online because you you do get people reacting to shows and um, I think I think a bit like Harry with yourself now people fall into two camps they're you're either seen as the guru of um, all truth or people hate what you're saying you know it's it's, it's quite odd at times it's a bit like Millwall really isn't it it's been, it's been a bipolar week for the club so. Um, just as doing these podcasts produced by Polar Reaction, so it is for the for the club itself. We've gone from the highs of last week at QPR to the lows of what I understand, because I didn't see it. It was a very drab loss at Coventry on Tuesday night. Did you watch it? Did you see the game? I did, Tuesday. unfortunately. It's an hour and a half of my life that I won't ever get back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't really understand the criticisms, to be honest. Yes, we were poor. Yes, we lost 1-0, but it was a pretty special goal. I don't know if you've seen it. The- I've seen the, the YouTube clip. Yeah, yeah good goal. It- good player. Very good player. Yeah, very, very good player. But it was their only real chance from what I can remember. And mm. it was just a superb finish. We didn't look very good. We improved immensely once... Uh, once King Gary rung in the changes. But again, it, it, it was quite interesting. They were saying on commentary that before the build-up to the goal, we were trying to get the ball out of play so we could make some changes. And we couldn't right. get the ball out of play because we couldn't get near it for a couple of minutes. <laughs> and uh, they smashed one in. It, 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 it was unfortunate. Look, I think what you have to accept is that uh, we're not going to win every game. No. Uh, we're seventh from top. Uh, what are we, four five points off third place, something like that? Not very far off. 40, 40 was this 48? Is it 40, 46 points? We've got um, Watford in six on 47 and Luton in fourth on 50. So we're, we're, we're very much in the mix. And we do have still 
games in hand on clubs yeah, above. Two games in hand, yes. haven't we, on the teams above yeah. us? So we're not seventh from bottom. We're seventh from. No. I think that we need to manage our expectations slightly. We're going to lose games. Manchester City are bloody losing games this season, and they're a lot better than we'll ever be. So you've just well, Arsenal. Arsenal too new. I mean, I watched the game um, in the week. The you know the big game, so called the Arsenal men. I mean, two two great sides, but someone's got to win. Someone's got to lose. And um, I think we, I think we all left QPR last week with a slightly um, inflated sense of our potential because. Yeah, an, an honest review of the game at, at Loftus Roads uh, for me said that we we did give chances to Queens Park Rangers, which you know you've mentioned. Gyarka uh, is the, the the goal scorer Tuesday. It was a quality turn, and QPR didn't have that, so they didn't score. So you know, I think I think sometimes a bit of perspective is is needed. It's never been someone that's in much um, you know strong supply at the den, is it? We're either world beaters or we're, we're, we're awful. I mean, people online are criticising um, players left, right and centre. I think that these things go in phases. Um, Fleming, for example, I saw him picking up some criticism and, and Bradshaw getting criticism and so on and so forth. I just think that, as you've said, you've got to remember, we are sitting seventh and we are still very much in the mix with two big games to come tomorrow and then and Tuesday night. So, you know, whether they're season-turning games or whether they're just two more fixtures, as Gary Rowett said in his interviews, um, you know, we, we won't be out of the picture, whatever happens over the next over the next seven days or so. So still much, much to play for this season. It's been a great performance to get here and be in this position, in my opinion, on a squad that's quite small. Yeah, let's be honest. And, yeah, well, that's dealing reality here. <laughs> Instead of... Yeah, <laughs> dream, dreamland, yeah. Our tactics didn't help. We were whacking the ball up front to Tom Bradshaw against two mm. six foot two, six foot three centre halves. You've got to be a little bit clever with it, I think. And uh, we enjoyed our success when Young Eze came on. And uh, he looks a player, doesn't he? he every time I see him, he looks yeah. he looks yeah. he looks like he's got something about him. And we looked a lot better, yeah. And uh, it's it, it's unfortunate they were they were hanging on by their fingernails. I I know we've said for a few weeks, but our our failure to get a striker in in January, mm. I think he's going to come back and he's going to haunt us, absolutely haunt us. Because because I think if you had Gorks in our side. Would be up where uh, would be up where uh, Sheffield United and Burnley are. To be honest, he, yeah, he is a top quality. The money, player. the money required for that though, Neil is is, is yeah. You know, I mean, I, I don't know how true it is. I mean, people are talking about this this guy Giocaris or whatever his name is, um, Ten. being a, in in the twenty million pound zone. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know the strength of that, but that is the kind of level that, that shifts quality players. And we, we just one can't... year left on his contract, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. they were speculating that he'll go in the summer. I saw, mm. yeah, well, I saw some idiots, some of the experts saying <laughs> uh, we ought to have put all of our money in one basket and gone out and signed somebody like him. 
we can't afford 10 million quid. Give your heads a wobble, honestly. You're even Harry would have to draw the line. Even Harry doesn't go down that. No, I mean, let's be, let's be realistic. We all know the limitations of the, of the, of the club. You know, when, you, when your record signing is, is Ian Fleming, who I think is a very, very talented player, but he does have his good games and his less good games. They um, all have it. I've never seen him play. You, yeah, but they I've never seen him play badly. You know, football. It's football. Only, only seven days ago, he was laying on um, a, a great assist for Duncan Watmore to lash into the net. So he's not playing badly. It's just the amount of influence, perhaps, that some people think that he, he should be having. But I don't get the idea that he's... He's having a poor, poor run of form. I just, I just think it's, it's, it goes in, in in fits and starts. I mean, he's also a big time player. We're going to have a big game tomorrow, Sheffield United at home. It's going to be hopefully a, a decent crowd there, although it's going out live on television. And we do seem to respond to those situations now. We are very much a home club, and we do respond to the big time, don't we? So um, we've got. Yeah, I wouldn't say the, the season this week, we? Let's be honest. We've got uh, we've got Sheffield United. Then we've got Burnley, haven't we? Probably, Burnley, actually, yeah. Probably actually two games you don't want back to back, but you might as well get them out of the way with it, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I saw something where somebody said Zion Fleming is no Jed Wallace. He's not a patch on Jed. <laughs> Christ <laughs> Almighty! Yeah, I know, I don't know. It's it's it's, it's weird. I, I I don't get some people's mentality out there. Um, it, 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 yeah, but they really do need to deal in reality, some of these people. Yeah, we have a look at Millwall's history. And I was thinking about this last night. We're enjoying a purple patch at the minute. And yeah. uh, every period in Millwall history, we've, yeah, we've had a couple of good seasons. We've had two or three good seasons. And then something will happen. And we're going to end up in League One in the next decade, aren't we? Let's be honest. Let's deal in reality, yeah? Something will... It goes in that kind of cycle, doesn't it? Yeah, it goes in that kind of cycle. That cycle, you have good periods, bad periods. Then we'll come good again. It's just the way that Millwall are. We are not a big club. Let's be honest. We're No, no, no. I would agree with that. But we're building. That's the most important thing. We're better than we were last year. We've got better quality. I mean, for us to, to be consistently at this level, well, I mean, you know, you, you and me have done a few shows, history shows and whatnot over the time. And as you say, you're right. I mean, we, we've, we're basically a third level, third division, shall we call it in old old terms, to second division shuttle side um, with the odds, you know, pristine moment when we got promoted uh, back in 1988. Um, apart from that, it's been largely second and third tier football for us. Um, but for us to be consistently, as Gary Rowett has achieved in these last few years, um, I think there's one season where we finished lower, but top 10 is is an amazing finish by Millwall standards, historically, in the second division. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a rarity. So I think what happens is the FIFA generation get used to success and demand more, more, more. And you know the the prime the, the the prime aim of the club's management has to be to survive to continue the club with, and there's always that outside chance of a better season to come you know um, and we're not out of this one by any stretch yet no, but I, I just think people oh, need perspective and we're competing against clubs that are picking up forty million quid a year in parachute payments. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Whatever they call them these days. So we're fishing, us and Luton, we're fishing in a very, very big pond, aren't we? Where there are some sharks and I don't agree with Absolutely. the payments, to be quite honest. I think it I don't think it's a level playing field. But but it is what it is. We've just gotta we've just gotta enjoy it. It may change. We, I mean, we, we can't change it right now. It, is, it will remain for, well, who knows if, if it will change at all, but certainly it's not going to change for a couple of seasons. The, the parachute arrangements will continue for a while yet. Um, that's just how it is. I mean, when you look at the teams we're up against, I mean, Millwall seventh at the moment, Watford, Sunderland are a major club. I mean, I don't, I don't care what, I know they've had some bad years, but I mean, any team that plays in the capacity of 40,000, 50,000 stadium and brings thousands is a big club, in my opinion, Sunderland. And then Luton, which is the one standout like ourselves. Apart from that, Middlesbrough, Sheffield and Burnley are all major sides with um, varying degrees of parachute money, which does give them a great advantage. And we're trying to... And, and we are competing. You know, like say, Burnley, we're seventh in, yeah, you've got Norwich. You've got no, Romage Albion that went West, out. West Brom, below us at the moment. Whether it'll finish that way at the end of the season, I don't know, but... You know, we're outperforming them at the moment. And I think it's a massive it's a massive tribute to the, the strength of the squad and, and you know, that we, we all criticise Gary Rowett and I think um, I was reading substitutions on Tuesday night and we've all we've all been there when you think, Well, why didn't he do this? Why did he do that? Um but you've got to look at the man's overall track records and some might not like the football, but um We've never been Barcelona in the other way. You know, we, we, we've got to play to the strengths that we have. And unless we're going to produce, home produce a major level striker, which um, isn't easy, we're probably not going to have the money to, to buy it in. So we've got to make do with what we can buy and what we can produce I think, for our own academy and, and development systems. I think in 20, 30, 40 years' time, You'll look back upon Gary Rowett. Yeah, but I don't think you and I will be alive. There'll be two other podcasters, two other older level podcasters talking to each other. We'll be gone by that stage. We'll be and but you will be fertilizer somewhere. <laughs> but, you'll actually, but you'll actually look upon Gary Rowett's reign at Millwall very positively. I believe so. He, yeah. he will be remembered as one of the better Millwall managers. I hate the word great, I hate the word legendary, but he will be remembered as a very, very good manager for this football club. Yes, we get frustrated, I totally agree, but but but, but there's an element of our support that want him to fail and they want us to fail, just so they can go onto social media and hoff and... Facebook, yeah. you you all know the, the type of people. You know, they've generally got Millwall or, or you know, or even you know, MFC as a you know, as a middle name, <laughs> a pronoun, or whatever on social media. But well, they just want us to follow, so well, they can come on and gleefully tell everybody, "I told you so." No, just enjoy the moment. Just enjoy this season. And what'll be or be, yeah. What will be will be. I, I think it's like um, I was saying this. We did a listed lion conversation with Mike, and the way we were talking about the Millwall um, tendency to criticise our own players. I don't know if other clubs are 
on the same scale as we seem to be. But um, I think it's part of the DNA of the club that we have to dig out our own, if we're not our own um, players or manager or whatever the case may be. And I think you're right. Some people do seem to have a need for us to be slightly useless, failing, and not 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 on the right road. And any other club, I think, in our in our division below us, would give their right arm for our position and the the very solid way that we're run. I mean, we've we've mentioned John Berylson many a time, but that he sets the tone for the whole club. There's always bits and pieces you can dig the club out about, but I mean, overall, we're pretty well run. We're in a pretty stable position, and you get every sense that the club is here on sound footing for some while yet to come. So. That's quite an achievement. One of the biggest myths at Millwall, I think, at the moment is that if you if you try and you give everything, you'll be appreciated. Yeah, we always mention that, don't we? As long as you try hard, the crowd can give everything. Yeah. Give everything. Yeah, you you'll be appreciated. But it's a myth. Tom Bradshaw. Yeah. Hmm. Untold amounts of criticism this week for yeah for not scoring for the game plan being wrong, but he runs his nuts off every single game. Is there ever a game where you can criticise Tom Bradshaw's work rate? Well, not for effort. No. no, someone someone posted in the week. I think I think someone replied back, and I, I don't know who it is. So I apologise if you're listening to the show because I'm going to paraphrase what you said, and I can't credit whoever it was. I thought it was a really good point. But Tom Bradshaw, when he signed for us, which was under Neil Harris back in 2018 ish, 2017, 18, sometime around then, was signed as um, a finisher, in, but with alongside the, the the traditional big man, yep. little man. So yeah. effectively, he was coming in as as Lee Gregory two point zero, wasn't he? You know, where you have a you have a Steve Morrison, or you have a I don't know, Paul Moody leaps into my head, but you know what I mean the, the big the big striker with the smaller finisher that gets the knockdowns and the the flick offs and the layoffs, blah blah blah. And that's what he was signed as. Now, now he got injured and was out of out of the game for a while. But since he's come back, we, we for reasons that do defeat me, and I, I, I you know, I've just praised Gary Rowett, so I'm going to criticise him now. But I, I don't sometimes understand our long ball tactics of hitting long balls at Tom Bradshaw, who will give you everything and will try his, you know, hundred percent on everything. But he's not a big man, he's not a tall man, no. and he's up against players that are physically larger. So he's not being employed. This is the basic point: is he's, he's there as a is there as a Lee Gregory, not as a Steve Morrison, and. Um, you know, we're using him in Steve Morrison mode as a scene, almost sole battering round striker, which I think is a bit unfair on his game because that's not his game at all. Yeah, we haven't got that striker. That striker left last year. That striker was Matt Smith. Yes. But a vocal slammer. Yeah, the BFG. Yeah. Written yeah. off as being shit. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, well, this is a guy that was signed as a striker and we're playing as a winger. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ach 
Achtung, Mehlball. I mean, team, team for tomorrow. I mean, I, I, I didn't see the Tuesday game, listeners. I've said that a few times now, so correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm getting the sense that it was a bit of a tired performance on Tuesday night. I'm just wondering whether we'll start with Bradshaw up front tomorrow, whether he'll make changes. Whether uh, I've seen people calling for Burke to start as a, in the striking role. I, I don't know. Whether Vogel, Slatter, would start up front. I don't know. Um I, I thought last week we looked a little bit creaky in defence at times. Now, we are carrying injuries there. Now, we've obviously got a big loss in um, Sean Hutchinson, but we've also lost Callum Styles, who is starting to look the part, in my opinion. Both of those are out for probably the bulk of the um, the effective season now. Um, so we will look a little bit creaky at times, but I just wonder whether we'll liven it up up front, whether, whether Bradshaw will be rested. A lot of people calling for Bradshaw to be put on the bench and maybe someone else to start in his place. How do you see it? Yeah, to be honest, I think that you have a look at it and uh, Cresswell has come in and he's done all right for somebody else yeah, no, being shit. Yeah. Yeah, and somebody that, uh, somebody that people wanted out in January that they were couldn't wait for Leeds to recall him. And... No. They were wetting their knickers when he was linked with Norwich and somebody else, and it, it, he's had to be patient. But yeah, we are going to creak. Yeah, some of it, yeah. I think he's the goalkeeper. He dug us out of a hole. The, yeah, but he gets criticised a lot. He doesn't fill me with tremendous confidence all the time. But then again... Not shot-stopping. No, yeah, no. but then again, you have a look, and uh, I don't think David Ford <laughs> filled us with confidence, and he's one of our better goalkeepers in recent years, isn't he? And a great guy. But I think we do need to make some changes tomorrow, but we're limited as to what the changes can be. Is Burke a striker, or is he a winger? I think, uh, yeah, but to my mind, he... don't know. It's not... The way you went through the um, the QPR defence last week, I thought we'd found the new Lionel Messi, and then he <laughs> put it wide, and we've got the new Lionel Blair. Because um, you know, it, I don't know whether he is a striker, whether he's attacking midfield. I don't know what. The, I mean, th- these are just knee jerk calls. I think to change things, I'm, I would imagine. And I don't know that um, with two big games in succession that you're going to need to at least rotate certain positions. Tom Bradshaw gives so much up front, and has not long come off the pitch really. At, uh, at Coventry to start again with his game of maximum, you know, maximum effort. So whether we will see a change tomorrow, I, I don't know. Um, SA has been the, uh, the the boy that the, uh, you know, the, the Twitter uh, audience are calling for. And I, I, I really like the look of him every time I've seen him. Yeah, um, but I'm, I'm a bit wary of, of, of Tyler Bury syndrome where, you know, talented boys come in, don't get it right in one game, and suddenly they get written off as, um, you know, being shit. having a bad attitude or whatever, being shit. Give us a look at this in a in some kind of prospective way. I doubt he's had an hour's football. He came on for 15 minutes the other night. Yep. Is Gary Rowett the type of manager that will try or put an untested 17-year-old into a game against one of the top two. Yeah, it's, it's, it would be a gamble. I, I, don't, I don't see it personally, but um, I, it would be nice to... 
No, I mean, it would be nice to see him involved at some stage, as as he has been, but whether he would start or not, I, I think he will. you're right. The scale of scale of the opportunity is big, isn't it? I think he will be involved at some stage, but I can't see him starting. It would it's an awful it's an awfully big leap, a sixteen, seventeen year old to go from playing at most fifteen minutes to starting. It, it, I would have thought that it is a big, it's a big ask, as they say, big ask. Yeah, I agree, major ask, and I just can't see it. What, what would I do? I'd probably start the German up front, to be honest, and play Burke, and play Burke out wide. With Bradshaw on the bench, yeah, put Bradshaw yeah. on the bench. I don't think that we've got three games in the next week, haven't we? I forget who we've got next Saturday. We're away somewhere. Uh, we've got Stoke, Stoke away next week. We, we've got, it's actually a big series of games. Obviously, Sheffield tomorrow, Burnley midweek. Then we're away at Stoke. And I think, if memory serves, then we've got Norwich after that, I think. Um, someone will have to correct me, so I'm not going yeah, not, not to check that. They're going to be easy, are they? Let's be honest about no. Well, we've got uh, 30 games, so we've got 16 games to go. So we are, repeat the basic point we've made, Neil, you and I, over and over, we are within 16 games of of a shot at the big time. Uh, And it's an incredible achievement, but the work really has to continue. I think that was the main takeaway that I took from that result on Tuesday, that you can't switch off for a moment. And, you know, yes, it is a high-pressure run-in, but that's the stakes are so high now. The you know the potential um, for the club and for the players, the the potential rewards are so huge that yes, pressure will get hotter and hotter and hotter. To mix my metaphors, um, I'm just <laughs> I'm just looking at my notes here. Neil, I've written down who's, who's our next scapegoat. I, 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 we won't flog the points. We've already mentioned the end of Fleming, Vogel, Sammer, and Tyler Bureau. I'll put who's next. I wonder who, <laughs> who's our next. Maybe Roman Essay will be our next scapegoat. I don't know. We we seem to have a need of scapegoatism at the den for some reason. Um, uh, anyway, I, I won't dwell on that. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no well, Murray Wallace seems to get it to a certain extent. Scott Malone, if he comes in and, yeah, <laughs> thinking yes. out a 10 in his first game back. Uh, George Long could be almost anyone, really, Long. couldn't it? I think, yeah, exempt from cricket. Maybe we should have a- Appear to be Billy Mitchell. Seems to be exempt from it. Danny Mack. Well, people slagging off Savile and Mitchell, saying time to replace them. I don't know. I mean, people, people just are, are, are reacting, Watmore. aren't they? Yeah, but Duncan Watmore's had two good games. If he isn't, yeah, if he isn't mad on it, yeah. tomorrow it's going to be Duncan Watmore, isn't it? Sorry, Duncan. It's or even it's nomin- we'll nominate Dunks. We'll make Dunks as our next favourite. He's, he's a forward, so he's always going to be flaky at the best of times. Um, so he's, he's probably next in line for that. A um, few bits and pieces, but just want to shout out to Merv, always comes up with interesting content. He makes the very good point, Neil, that on this day, this was three days ago, so three, on this on these three days ago in 1988, Millwall began a 12-match unbeaten run on the way to the second division title, and he had some uh, video clips, this, this ancient 1980s video of um, a 3-2 win at Reading, uh, a goal by Terry Uh, Legend has it, he says, that a Lions player called an impromptu team talk on the coach before the match. This is a 3-2 win at Reading uh, because the promotion push at that stage had hit the buffers. Um, I can only imagine um, it would be one of the leading personalities of the side that would have had the 
the uh, the depth. I didn't see the answer to who it was. I'm going to guess Terry Hurler, but I could be wrong. Who would you speculate would have called a team talk on the coach going up to Reading after a promotion uh, this promotion push stalling? I would think Hurler would be my my choice. Uh, yeah, potentially. I'm yeah, but I'm just trying to stall for time myself here, actually, and. Uh... You're looking for the answer. That's what you're doing. You're looking for the answer. I'm, I'm, I, it's going to be either Herlock. I'm, yeah, but I'm looking to see who was in the side that day. Uh, Herlock, it's got to be. <laughs> it would be either Herlock or Briley, I should imagine. Yeah, Herlock or Briley. The team, the yeah. team was, uh, yeah, but, yeah, the team that day was Brian Horn. You have Dennis Salmon, yeah. he potentially, Nicky Coleman. Keith Stephen, yep. Steve Wood, he wasn't backwards in coming forward, was he? Macca, no. uh, Terry Herlock, Les Briley, Teddy Sherring, yeah. greatest striker in the history of the club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin O'Callaghan. I tell you what, I'm going to do. I'm going to. I'm going to text Brian Horn at some point. And I'm going to ask. We'll find out the answer to the question. My money's on Herlock as an uncompromising impromptu. He scored our first goal. Sheringham got the other two. Yep. Uh, Mickey Tate and Martin Hicks were on target for Reading. Reading. Because Herlock was an ex-Reading, ex-Reading player, wasn't he? He played, he played for them in their promotion season. Uh, had an exceptional winning start. Yeah, I think it was a third division season, and Herlock was very much part of that, as as he'd been for Brentford before making his uh, move to to Millwall. Steve Francis, Colin Bailey, Mickey Jilks, who had a spell at Millwall. Mm. Came on to Millwall, didn't he? Yep, Stuart Bevan, whose dad played for his dad Cyril played for Reading, uh, so for Oxford. David Madden was the substitute. Martin Hicks, Keith Curl, manager these days. Mm, yeah, yeah, he is. Williams, yeah. Tate, Billy Whitehurst, who was an absolute animal, wasn't he? An absolute <laughs> head case, Billy Whitehurst. Steve Moran, very good striker. And Neil Smiley. So, 3-2. Good players, isn't it? 6,000. 3-2 when it pop. Yeah. 48. At Elm Park on Saturday, February the thirteenth, nineteen eighty-eight. I think the reason that Merv has posted this, I'm, I'm going to read into it, Merv. You may not have had this as your reason, but I'm reading this into it. Is that promotion pushes aren't smooth things? So you know we, we've had, we've won well last week at at uh, QPR, and then we've gone and um, played fairly poorly at, at Coventry. Um, but this game here began a, a sequence of results where people needed firing up. Clearly, there's been a team talk, shall we call it, on the coach going up there. Maybe one or two home truths get told, and people need to to just to hear you know hear it as it is. And the you know the, the classic season eighty seven eighty eight wasn't apparent for a long while that we were going to get promoted. Believe me, as anyone Neil, you you remember it? You know anyone that lived through it. Um, it wasn't apparent. It wasn't, it wasn't a done deal for a long, long while. So you know. You've got, you've got to take the rough with a smooth. I think that's probably the best way to... Yeah, well, we to, hovered. To leave it. I know. Yeah, we hovered around... Yeah, well, almost anywhere between 4th and ninth, didn't we? For a, Absolutely, we did, yeah. lot of the season. And then we kind of clicked into place and went into some kind of 
overdrive, I think, for the want of a better word, didn't we? We did. I mean, we, we had a we had a quality front line. I mean, Cascarino and Sheringham, I mean, blimey. Um, you know, but we, we still got to serve. I mean, and, and you could still lose a game. It wasn't it wasn't the done deal that hindsight is crystal clear, isn't it? And it, now we, we all know how it worked out. But as somebody that lived through those games game by game, it certainly wasn't um, it wasn't apparent that we were going to get promoted for pretty much up until the final few matches of the season, really. It wasn't it wasn't done at all. So um, we've got to take a bit of heart from that, I feel. Uh, There's a great post and great video from Merv. He's, he's, he's dug into the archives there. It's, it's fuzzy, the colours are luminous, and the pitch is muddy. It's old school football, but it's well worth finding. If you look on Merv's, uh, Merv Payne, at Merv Payne Twitter feed, you'll find it on there. Great find by Merv. Moving us along, Neil, um, tomorrow is the Jimmy's Day, Jimmy Mizzen Day. Um, just to give a shout out, A, to the Mizzen Foundation, um, Margaret and Barry, obviously beloved of, of the club. Um, but there will be bucket collectors out tomorrow. So give generously. They do some fantastic work. They go into schools. I, I follow Margaret on, on Twitter and she's always up and down the country doing school visits, talking about obviously the, uh, you know, the knife crime and, and, and ways of um, containing situations and, and, and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, they do fantastic work. So do give generously. You'll see the cash buckets out around the den tomorrow. So, um, I shall certainly be contributing. I just think they do fantastic work, Neil. Mate, Margaret and Barry Mizzen are an absolute inspiration to our club and our supporters. Mm -hmm. You can't imagine uh, what they went through when... The loss, no. Yeah, when no. Jimmy was stabbed to death. Uh, yeah. And, but to turn that into something positive... And a positive change. There's so much negativity. We've been talking about it, haven't we? So far. Yeah. This year. yeah. Uh, there's so much negativity in this world. But to then set out, I know they're very strong Christian beliefs, haven't they, in the family? Mm, they've got that very strong faith. And, I, you know, I, I envy them that in a way um, because I've never, never. They've used that, that faith. But, um, as, they've harnessed that faith, haven't they? Uh, to go out and to do so much good. And it's great that Millwall have embraced uh, the yeah, the Mism Foundation, uh, mm. that we do give a game a season over. And it was always it well it was always a it, it was always a good thing when you saw Barry come on the pitch and he gives his little speech and rouses everybody up and yeah and just a just a positivity that that comes out from them. I still probably be feeling sorry for myself, and I certainly wouldn't be able yeah, to I, do what they've done. And that's to work to yeah work for the greater good, and it's just absolutely try and change the world in some way. I mean, it's it's a big big task, but if you don't try, then nothing happens. So. No, I, I take my hat off. I, I've met, had the pleasure of meeting both Barry and, and Margaret over the over the time, not recently, but um, a few years ago. We used to, um, they used to make the, um, they had a shop unit, um, like a cafe, it was called in, in Hither Green, I think. And we used to, um, when it was closed, we used to borrow the shop to record some of the early editions of, um, of Akadang Mumu when we started doing it. It was before the era of Zoom calls and um, 
you know, StreamYard as we use now, much more easy to do. But um, so I had the pleasure of meeting both Barry and, and Margaret, and they are inspirational figures. I think it's almost um, awesome, I think the true sense of the word, when somebody uses um, their religious faith to to try and bounce back, well, to bounce back from something like that. If you do bounce back, I don't know. But um, there, there is something quite amazing about their, their them using this awful, awful, tragic event in their lives. Um, so no, I, t- I take my hat out to them. So as I say, it's it's uh, Jimmy's day tomorrow, listeners. Buckets will be out. Throw a tenner in now. Throw a fiver, whatever you got, really, if you're going to hold it. Um, it goes to a great cause, and they do great stuff. And we're a club that does give very well to charity. I know the Lions Food Hub, which I think yeah we could yeah, but if you've got Arthur Brain Nick, yeah, you'll be able to use this as a link because I know it's on your agenda. Uh, we give so generously, and to give generously again tomorrow in a in a we do as a club. I think you know. I, I, I mean, I, I see it going on everywhere. We follow other clubs and they do stuff as well, but. This is a Millwall show, so we're concerned with our own efforts on, on this. And I, Sheffield, you know, we've meant they've actually. I do believe that they've actually tweeted and put something out that that bucket collectors are out and they're trying to yeah. get behind it. So fair play to them as well. Yeah, no, they're a proper club, Sheffield. A lot of the time, it's always an enjoyable ground to go and visit um, Bramall Lane. And they're a club that I've got time for. Um, they're still in touch with who they are, if that makes sense, listeners. Um, but yeah, the, the Lions Food Hub have posted that they're looking for donations. They're always looking for donations. It's a constant thing. I think they do fantastic work, Kelly, and 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 her team that she has at the Lions Food Hub. We're very proud to donate our takings. We get money for the adverts that you have to listen to for this show. And we give it over to the food hub because I can't think of a better use for our money, really, Neil. Um, but they're looking if they, anyone can bring stuff in. I mean, money's always nice, of course. They have a tin, collection tin at their um, spot, which is down at the Coldblow Lane Inn by the Blue Bus. There's a, a small kind of, um, not quite a container, metal, metal, um, you know, site kind of building. Um, they're looking for tin soup, butter beans, kidney beans, hot dogs, mayonnaise. Washing powder, toothpaste, um, shampoos, gels, packs of rice or anything of that kind. So if you are able to bring anything in, then that will be very gratefully received. Um, it may be easier just to put a fiver or a tenner or a 20, if you've got it, into their um, collection things. It gets used very, very well. And I do know that um, Kelly works with a lot of the local supermarkets. I want to mention Asda on the old Kent Road. Island, as she posts regularly, have made donations you know you know stuff that they can give away and um they get it's got a good relationship going with them they do a lot of work on that front so um no fan, fantastic um fantastic initiative lions food up uh based at the, the cold blood lane end on match days and any support that people can get can give is gratefully received and you can support them by just listening to neil and i and all the other shows waffling away about Millwall because everything that uh, we generate gets donated to them. I think that's a good way to run a podcast, Neil, don't you? Absolutely, mate. To be honest, uh, yeah, it's part of the reason why we sit here on a Friday morning for an hour, isn't it? And, uh, and oh, yeah. so much yeah. time to doing Listed Lions and 
I know we do his. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 yeah. Let's, let's, I, I enjoy it. I mean, I, I won't. Um, I, I wouldn't. Uh, if I, I wouldn't do it if I didn't enjoy I, it. But it's Godfather. Don't I think? Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it, you know, it's it, it's it's. I just you, you get to meet so many different people. You get to talk to so many people. You cover so many different subjects, one way and the other. Some people like it. Some people don't like it. Um, that's fair enough. Um, but I, I, I personally enjoy doing what what we do on this show. I enjoy talking to everyone that I get to talk to. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just, um, it's, it's, it's a hobby that you can make, uh, make into something that um, does some good. And I think that's a great combination. It's a great way of putting back in. So we yeah. don't take anything for these podcasts. I wouldn't, I, yeah, well, I wouldn't want anything anyway. We do it as a bit of fun, don't we? To show off our knowledge, yeah. things like, or, yeah, right. New does anyway. <laughs> a lack of knowledge in my case. Lack of knowledge sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Upon who you listen to on Twitter. Shout out to Millwall boxer Chris Bourke, who I think is fighting tonight. Neil, you said I thought it was tomorrow night. But he's he's, he's weighed in um, for his bout. I think this is at the York Hall by the look of the of the scene. There, he's weighed in with his Millwall shirt on. Chris Bourke, big shout out to you, mate. And I think that's on the BT Boxing Show tonight. Yeah, Friday it's, night. It's sport. Yep, I'll be tuning in. Uh, good fighter, Chris Borker. Yeah, always good to see one of our own. Uh, yeah, well, he, yeah, we will stay as Millwall, unlike Richard Reactpors, uh, pictured in a <laughs> Millwall shirt, and then migrated to Crystal Palace for some unknown. But well, he's actually known as Millwall Richard on Twitter. And the picture of him in a Millwall shirt has been sent to him many, many times, including by myself. I don't know. You know, if you're not really interested in football, and that betrays to anyone that knows football, um, that you're not really, you're not really a fan of either club. Actually, probably not even interested in football at this level, possibly. Don't bother with it. Just, just present yourself as a boxer. That's fine. You know, you you don't have to have this parallel or identity or something i don't know but yep. i suppose it's all about marketing and putting bums on seats now isn't it yeah but it's a good way of tapping into fans i know lee wood who's fighting tomorrow night big big yeah. knots forest fan and actually has been yeah. into knots forest forever a guy called haney very very big stoke city following back in the day robert mccracken and yeah. ulu warriors from Birmingham City following him. So there seems to be some kind of... Linkage, yeah. 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 No, it's a marketing ploy. And if it sells tickets, then um, all well and good. Um, but no, big shout-out to Chris Bork. I've, I've met him. He, he was training out. I don't know if he still trains out in the Peacock Gym, which is down at Canning Town, so not terribly far from where I live. And it was one summertime, in the heat of the summer, I went round to meet him, did a little interview with him. Lovely bloke, really nice guy. Uh, so I want to wish him all the best. A um, couple last points. Um, I'm going to give a shout-out to Neil Bomber-Harris, who was pictured at Pitsy and Bowers, under-18s, coaching. Uh, Gillingham manager these days, of course, but there he is in the picture, cuddling up with um, one of the coaches there, a guy called Kevin, and he's wearing his Mill gilet, Neil. It may, some, some habits die hard, don't they? He's still got his Mill gilet, even though he's in an Essex football stadium, no longer managing the club. Yeah, but well, that will just give more credence to those that want, uh, yeah, that want Neil Harris back in at any costs. No, 
<laughs> you know, air plays for him is obviously a bit cold, and Millwall do a better. <laughs> yeah, well, Millwall do a better class of Gillette than anybody else. And yeah, we could do with that. Yeah, but I put my head outside the door earlier on, and it was a bit cold. I could have done with a Millwall Gillette. Oh, <laughs> uh, the last point was we, we could have mentioned the TV deal, Neil. So uh, we'll mention that. But before we do, just give a quick shout out after tomorrow's game, which is, of course, is a 12.30 start. But if you fancy even more football on the back of watching the Lions hopefully prevail over Sheffield United, uh, Fisher FC are playing Punjab United at Salter Road. That's a three o'clock kickoff. Um, if you've got a membership card, season ticket card, show them that at the gate and get in for just a fiver. Um, nice little setup around at St Paul's. Uh, the bar there is 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 um, it's functional, but but good. Some good beers in there, and um, they could do the support. So Fisher versus Punjab United. You know, it's a three o'clock kickoff at St Paul's, and you should be able to make it if you walk very quickly from the den, get a bus around to uh, Rotherhithe for that game if you fancy it. Fisher versus Punjab. Um, Neil, you wanted to mention the there's a TV deal. I haven't done any research on this at all, so. Help me out. What's the team? What's the, this? Is the revamp Sky deal? I, t- I take it for the uh, future years. Yeah, they're talking. I think it's just gone out to tender, and they're talking right. about uh, OTT television, which basically, from what I can gather, it'll be like on demand. So they're trying like, to like um, Max and Carl. That's OTT television when you pay a. You know, you pay your £10 and watch the game um, direct from the club rather than via a channel. Yeah, uh, yeah, but they're talking about... uh, They're talking about the Netflix of football. They're trying to get uh, Apple TV involved, somebody like that. So there's a good chance that uh, they're trying to leave Sky behind, I think. Uh, So it looks good. Uh, I think there's a huge disparity in how many times teams are shown. We yeah, well, tomorrow's unusual for us. I think it's probably only what the third or fourth time it's unusual that we've actually been shown twice in a week. We were shown on We've got another one at the end of the month. We've got um we've got uh Luton away, which always seems to get on on the sky. Um so yeah, we're, we're not we're not, f- we're not favoured. We're not we're not televisual, are we, Neil? You know. Um <laughs> But it would just be good from that point of view that if they're going to, I think they're going to look to show every championship game on television. Certainly have it on demand, a bit like the zone, uh, where you can, where they'll show something and it will just be left up there for you to call up and watch it at your, uh, yeah, at your convenience. So I think it's a good thing. It, it should certainly bring some more money in, which I think is more important, especially if we stay in this division. We need to pay for better players and things like that. Yeah, I've just found a report here. This is um, a website called sportspromedia.com. Is that like a specialist uh, website for the uh, broadcast world, I guess? Um, but this report, this is dated November 2022, so this will be coming to... Uh, fruition or variations of it soon. Anyway, Viaplay is a Norwegian company eyeing EFL broadcast rights in the UK. Uh, EFL targeting £200 million UK uh, GBP per season from 2024-25. 
um, pay on a pay per view basis. So it'll be similar, I, I guessing similar to um, you get it with the American sports. I subscribe to the baseball channel, so you can watch basically for a, a flat fee. You get to watch all of any game really um, that's, that's showing live or, or um, high. You know, you can watch the entire thing or their various highlight packages on there. And I imagine it's going to be something similar to that. And that's the way of the modern world. I know the NFL do it, and I think the NBA do it. Uh, certainly Major League Baseball does it, and I'd imagine the hockey and, and so on. Um, it's, it's the way the world is going, Neil, and I, I can see there's a demand to watch games 3pm um, Saturday. I think that's going to be the sacred cow that does finally go soon. Um, some will say wrongly. Um, others will say acknowledge what's what's reality already really because you know there's there's a demand to watch and there's money willing to be paid for these these products so i think it's going to be very hard for football to to resist when there's sums of money if, if that 200 mil per annum comes to pass then that's going to do the talking isn't it yeah. yeah no i know you mentioned via play they were swedish norwegian uh, they bought uh, they bought Premier Sports, so they're quite active. You mentioned the NBA and uh, Major League Baseball. I actually think that the MLS has signed a ten year deal with Apple TV. So yeah. not just now the likes of Sky, uh, Sky, Sky have been blown out of the water by yeah. By the likes of Apple, there's talks of Netflix getting involved in football. You've obviously got Amazon Prime. Uh, yeah. um, so you've got various apps. It wouldn't have surprised me if the Premier League actually decided to go alone eventually. Um, the rules must be very, very high. I mean, I'm just, just reading about this. I hadn't heard of Viaplay at all, Neil, but they're, they're, they're a name well known. They've got the, the Spanish La Liga. Uh, Scottish football, rugby union, United Rugby Championships, and the French Top Fourteen Cham- Rugby Union Championships, and the National Hockey League in the US. So they're they're, they're major players already. So it would, it's not like they're just coming in from nowhere. So I can see whether this deal or variation with somebody else, but it, you can see how the world is moving down that kind of pay direct route. And personally, personally, I can see how it would dent away travel. Um, you know, away games might get dented. But to be honest, I, I think if you want to go to football, you can't beat being at the game, Neil. You can't, there's no there's no second, um, it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a second best to watch it on TV for me. If you can't be there, then watch it on the telly. But I would always want to be there personally. But that might be, that might be an old dinosaur talking, I don't know. I have noticed a drop-off in away attendances and over recent years. I know it's a constant discussion on Hoff. How many don't take to games? And I think that since COVID, I think COVID got a lot of people out of the habit of going to away games, didn't it? And yeah, you- I, I haven't been to many. I, I will be honest with listeners. I mean, I was at Queen's Park Range, but that's not a big deal. It's just an underground ride. Um, I was, I, I just haven't for various reasons. I mean, health comes into it, um, but you know, I, I just haven't done it. And I suppose you're right. I think, I think. Part of my life's routine is to go to Millwall when they're at home. I, I, I can't see that ever shaking. I'll, I'll probably pick and choose which away game to go to. Um, if I can watch it on the TV without lugging up to the other end of the country, um, I probably will do. And I think there's quite a few that will 
take that. Whether that's right or wrong is is unimportant because if you're prepared to pay a tenner to watch it, the club will make money out of that. And I, I, that's really all I, all I care about. Ultimately, as long as Mill will benefit from it, then bring it on, I say. Um, some will call that short-sighted, but not for me, you know. Yeah, we are getting on a bit in age, I must admit. I you speak to... for yourself, you old git. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I used to love going to games and uh, various northern outlets. And but but people's life changes, doesn't it? And people, I, I think it's, it's costs. It costs costs a lot, Neil. I mean, you know, I was looking at going to Stoke. Um, you know, it's it's not something you can do particularly cheaply, and you know, it's not all. Sometimes you just you got to weigh up the benefit versus the, the, the amount it's going to cost you. So Yeah, there's also so many strikes going on at the minute. So so sometimes you can't get to these places because they're on bloody strike. Yeah, I, I, the travelling has not, has not been... I don't know, you can, you can throw a load of factors, some of which will be personal, some of which will be things beyond your control. But I can see the demand. If the, there is a demand there to watch and stream your club, Millwall in our case. Um, and I can see... I can see it being reasonably popular. I don't know what kind of numbers the club get for their for their um, their streaming services. It'd be interesting to know, actually. But it's um, I'd soon be putting money into the pockets of Millwall Football Club than using dodgy, illicit streams. You know, personally, um, we'll see. We'll let that story unfold. Um, I think we've reached the end of, of a very scant um, agenda. That I, I, I've done very well there, Neil, because I produced nothing for you to to uh, talk about this week. And yet somehow we've made it through to fifty odd minutes, and I think that's quite a, quite a tribute to uh, Millwall's answer to the two runners. You know, <laughs> you <laughs> and me. Ability to talk absolute <laughs> bollocks for nearly an hour. <laughs> well, sorry, <laughs> but we've run out of petrol finally on the away trip. There. Um, anyway, there we are. Big thank you, Neil Fissler. Thank you for joining me this Friday morning, mate. I do appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, mate. And it, yeah, it's good to still be in touch with everyone. And we look Absolutely. forward. To the, yeah, we look forward to the comments, Zeon Fleming wise or otherwise. <laughs> A big thank you to you two, dear listeners, for tuning into these shows. Um, we'll be back over the weekend. Going to go uh, football tomorrow. We'll have a game uh, match uh, report show after that, possibly on Sunday, I'd guess. Um, and otherwise, Neil and I will be, um, God willing, returning back next Friday for another something for the weekend and another review of the Mill event. So until next week from Neil, it's goodbye from him. Goodbye. And goodbye from me. Till the next show. Arrivederci, Millwall. Bye for now. Achtung. Millwall.